for uh, four weeks. Uh, let's just say a quick word of prayer. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We pray that I was about to embark on this session. We pray that people will receive clarity. We pray that people will leave uh, with your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So just a quick introduction for anyone who is uh, confused. <laughs> so this morning, we're having a bug, uh, a bug podcast show. And if you're wondering what bug stands for, it stands for Between Us and God. Um, it's an EKICC initiative. We are on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. You can catch like all our episodes there. And also, um, we also talk about like life topics using scripture, scriptural backing. And today, we'll be speaking on faith versus manifestation. Um, yeah, and I'll leave it up to PMs to explain why <laughs> manifestation and this conversation is really important. Yeah, amazing. Um, I don't know if we need an introduction. So maybe we might just start off on a lighter note yeah, by yeah. everyone just saying your name. Um, we're pretty familiar with ourselves, but there might be some people tuning in online mm-hmm, that don't mm-hmm, know us. Mm-hmm. So maybe another extra touch would probably be something that's interesting about you. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, so I don't want to start with PJ. I'll probably just put myself first. Even though I came up with a question, I don't know what I want to say. But hi, everyone. My name is Honma. Some people like to call me Superstar. Mm. Someone here <laughs> likes to call me Honma Dollars. So mm. it's the name that I have. Look, that name is Glory. <laughs> Um, something interesting about me. Oh my God, why did I bring this question up? Um, it's, it's a good question. Um, and something interesting about me, something interesting about me, something interesting about me. Oh my God. Um, I'm just going to bring up an interesting fact, which is that I, I can't shower without hot water. So if it's cold water, I, I know there are some people that have lived that life of showering with cold yeah. water. I can't shower with cold water. So the water has to be hot. <laughs> that's, that's just a fact. That's, uh, I can pass it over to you. My name's Jennifer Wilson. Um, J, we for short. Um, one interesting fact about me is I'll give the same interesting fact that I gave previously. I like to fall asleep to worship songs. Like, I cannot just be without having songs playing in the background. So, it's just my thing. And I'll pass it on to you. Uh, my name is Manny or Emmanuel or Dami, whatever you call me. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, one interesting fact about me is I like to learn new things, but if it has to be in book form, it has to be an audio book. I, I, can't, I can't sit down and read books because I'm always on the go. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. So as Manny mentioned, our conversation for today is faith versus manifestation. And I believe like just by mere observation, there is a frenzy for the actualization of success in people's lives. So everyone wants to be seen as successful. And based off of this, many have turned to advice that says that um, manifestation is a useful tool for achieving the things that you want in life. And, you know, just a very interesting fact at the beginning of this year, this year being 2022, for those that will be streaming this online at a data time, um, there was a 700% increase in Google searches for manifestation and manifestation techniques, just to show you how much of an interest there is in this topic. And so for today, we'll be having a well-balanced conversation on faith versus manifestation and why, as believers, we should never compromise on our faith. 
Um, with that being said, we can just jump right into things. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the first question will be like in simple terms, what is faith and what is manifestation? Mm -hmm. Am I answering both questions or? You answer for faith, faith and I will okay. just chime in for manifestation. Yeah. Okay, so faith, um, I have in my notes here, um, faith is not a feeling, so contrary to popular belief where, you know, you hear the word coming and you're like, yes, preach it, pastor, that's not faith. Where you feel like the word is coming to you and you're like, that good feeling, mm. that's not faith. Faith in simple terms is believing God enough to take actions on the words that you've heard. You hear God's word come to you. You know that word is for you. And you know what you're supposed to do based on that word that you've heard. Faith is then seen when you take action based on the words that you've heard. In other words, faith, like I've written here, is actions taken in obedience to God's word. Again, it's not a feel-good feeling that you have when the word comes, when you hear the pastor preaching and you're like, everyone is like on their feet. See, some people, they can climb ceiling, so they'll climb ceiling. But the moment they leave the church, that's the end of that topic. It's back to looking for alternatives to get the get the job done. Um, yeah, so in simple terms, that is faith. Thank you for sharing. And I believe like j just as a little note for today's conversation is that this episode or what we're currently discussing is a yeah. current episode that's already been released out there. Our full conversation is like an hour, 30 minutes. We usually don't go that long. So yeah. if you want to have the extended version of today's conversation, then you can go in on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, but going back to your definition of faith, I feel like it really stretches that definition that we've, we've had growing up mm -hmm. is that we believe that faith was, you know, the substance okay. of things hoped for and like we never really got to see action I in the world. that definition. Yeah. <laughs> Good. It means that you're growing and you're yeah. learning. Right? But for us that was still stuck in that previous definition of just the substance of things hoped for and just like oh I trust in God and then that's it. There's no action on my path. That definition really stretches us out. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of manifestation we had to do a little bit of research into what manifestation really is just because, just because we don't practice it. Um, so we came up with three working definitions that we would share today. Um, the first definition, and in, like in simple terms, it says that manifestation is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief. And something that we established during the course of this conversation is that the devil didn't create anything. That's what we're learning as a church. And so the devil hinges on replicating the things of God for evil intentions. And so when we start to bring out definitions of, of manifestation, it might seem like there are similarities to faith, but... The devil didn't create anything, as we've said. So again, with this first definition, it says that you're bringing something tangible into your life. Um, and a key component of that is belief. So they too can say, I believed for it. Um, in the second definition, it says, okay, so people say that it says channeling and focusing your thoughts on a desired outcome. So when it comes to manifestation, they always say have a goal point in mind and channel all your energies towards achieving that goal. And, you know, it's pretty much saying like, you know, we gave the example of be becoming a millionaire. So you have this goal point in mind. Focus your energies, whether that means um, mindfulness, whether that means visualization, in order for you to turn that goal into reality. And then the third working definition, again, as we see similarities, as PG just said, faith involves action. There is actually a definition that takes the, the definition of manifestation a step further in saying 
that manifestation is prepping your mind, your body, and your spirit to help you take action to get what you want. So you've been able to set that goal. You've been able to visualize things. You've been able to release things into the atmosphere by the words of your mouth. But now it says that you need to take an extra step in involving yourself in actionable steps that bring those um, you know, desires, those goals into your life. Again, it all ties out to the end point of I want to achieve something and I am attracting that thing, but I'm also moving a step further into actualization of those things. And another useful term is law of attraction. I want us to pay attention to how very similar the two are, faith and manifestation. Based on the definition of manifestations we've heard, you would think this is me practicing faith. But as we dig deeper, you get to see the underlying differences or the hidden differences and which is why, as Christians, we must pay attention to what we do, the things we do, not just picking up, <clears throat> not just picking up techniques because we feel like, oh, it's aligned with the Bible, it's an alignment in quote with the Bible, but we do not have an understanding of the foundation of that thing that we have, we've, um, we want to adopt. Okay, so I'll, um, as we dig deeper, you get to see why why I'm emphasizing on this amazing um so for our next question just says what drives people to manifest so we've been able to establish what manifestation is but what really is the base point of me saying okay i actually want to involve myself in the practice of manifestation and i'll just start off with you then emmanuel and then i'll just end up okay so um what drives people to manifestation Anything, a desire for success, they want to be like that person they follow on social media, they want to be like their CEO. And I mean, some of these desires in and of themselves are not horrible. They're not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have um, great ambitions, but understand what is the underlying, like, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to become this? Is it so that I can also post a picture on Instagram, me standing behind my Hummer or standing in front of my G-Wagon or me, you know, like doing a, a new house tour and everyone gets to see how big and the house is and all the gold furniture. And that. Like, is that your desire for wanting to become something or is your desire you know it, it boils down to so many things desire for success it could be greed envy jealousy so many things pick pick and choose so many i think that's something that Lost we established the, uh, during the course of we, that episode yeah, was that yeah. it was it's always going to be self-motivated so whatever Thank it is you. that your yes drive or, or desire when it comes to manifestation is is that it always boils down it always to points something back to self you want something yeah. you want not something god wants for you something you want yeah i would say like um it would just be like yeah just as pj said just like self and it just starts from us like just not acknowledging like we have a father and a god who actually has like a plan for us and like in romans like chapter one uh 24 it says that uh, so god abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired as a result they did vow and degrading things um and then he really just said that if you're going to actually set out to do what is on your heart, God is just going to just, like, yeah. go ahead. And I think it just starts from also, like, in terms of comparison, like, or any idea that we have of any goals that we want to achieve that isn't God-driven actually comes from the place of comparison from other people. Because then where did we actually get that goal from, right? If it's not going to be God-given. God -given. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, so when we were really trying to understand what manifestation is, we really had to involve ourselves in some research just because like, it's not something we practice and we're trying to have this meaningful conversation that has comparisons, right? And in the course of doing that research, something that I pulled out was the fact that people said that when it comes to manifestation, there is an underlying belief that says you are the master of your own destiny. And for some people, they simplify that by saying that I am a co-creator, which pretty much means that I kind of see that there's a supposed collaboration between myself and the universe because it's not God that they're serving, right? So their own partnership is with the universe. And you just pretty much see that, okay, my life is in my own hands. And so I have an active role to play in how my destiny turns out. And that pretty much just makes them believe that they can't just be dormant. They have to do things and manifestations, starts up with visualization, professing things, and then taking those actions and those steps. And um, I believe for myself, how I also get to see why people manifest is just going back to the reason that manifestation is a signal that you are living outside of Christ. Um, because as we had mentioned, a lot of the reasons would always come from self-motivated desires. And when you're living life outside of Christ, you're trying to, you're always on this continuous cycle to find things that will define you and to always be external things that are trying to define you. And in finding those things that try to define you, you also try to like translate them into how you find your own sense of satisfaction. Satisfaction, And the truth is that there's never going to be any real satisfaction outside of Christ. And I just remember like within the last two weeks, you know, Pastor Lerde was leading like, um, 5 a.m. prayers, and she had mentioned what it means for a believer to live life for Christ. And the truth is that when you give your life to Christ, when you subject yourself to the leading of God himself, then you also open up yourself to the ways of the kingdom. So if I want to step into God's plan for myself, if I want to step into God's desire for myself, if I actually want to live in the will of God, then I ask myself, what is the way of the kingdom? How is it done in the kingdom? What are the principles of the kingdom? And a lot of these things boil down to your faith, which stems from the fact that you understand that God is the creator of the heavens and earth. He's also your father. He's also the person that created you. You have your trust in him that he's, he has, he's able to do the things that he has set before you. I always say that we have promises over our lives, and I really believe that. And so there are already pathways that are set for us. It's just for us to enter into these things. And so we trust God so much that we hold on to him in the journey of life. Um, Emmanuel, I can pass this off to you for the next question. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in manifestation, though, especially in the world, like it seems to work. Like I remember this tweet of someone, like an actor, who said that I wants to, I want to get this Marvel role, and then later down the line, he actually got the role, and he actually put like screenshots, like, "Oh, I got the role." <laughs> like, yeah, but it seems to work. Can we speak more on to like the spiritual influence that actually makes it work, or is it just arbitrary okay so i'm gonna go back to a couple of things um Pyong said where you talked about you know in manifestation people make reference to being a co-creator let me um repeat something that pd says very often so that we don't get we we, we don't lose ourselves you know in this conversation so that people don't begin to pique interest in manifestation. I'm like, oh, what is it? The devil did not create anything. The devil has zero ability to create anything. He took or he will take what God has created and he will pervert it to, you know, a system that the world um, appreciates. 
or the world will be able to consume. He will pervert it, prevent it uh, present it to the, to the world in a way that they feel like, okay, this is perfect. Because what PM spoke about being a co-creator, that is who we are. That is who we are. But we are not creating based on the universe. We are creating based on the spirit of God that is on the inside of us. Ours is a kingdom of words. And we know that the words that we speak are the words that, you know, come to life in the course of our lives. As long as we speak those words, we believe by faith and then we take action. So to answer your question, what is the spiritual influence behind it? The Bible tells us in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and the earth was void. Void meaning there was nothing in the earth. But that does not mean that the earth was not empty. Because the next verse tells us, or is it the same scripture? I think it's the same verse. It tells us, and the spirit of God hovered over the waters. So we see that the earth was void in the same terms of there were no trees, no animals, no human beings, no nothing as we know it today. But the earth was not empty. In the realm of the spirit, there was a presence. Okay? So, when people put things out there in the universe... The Bible tells us that the devil is the God of this world, okay? The Bible also tells us in the book of Matthew 12, Matthew 12, 43 to 45. Let me read that quickly, just so we understand where I'm coming from with this. Matthew 12, 43 to 45. Matthew, where are you? Matthew 12. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes... Through dry places, seeking rest, he finds none. And he finds none. Then he says, I'll return to my house from whence I came. When he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. The emphasis is on the word empty. The fact that, see, in the spiritual realm, there's, not, there's nothing empty. There's nothing empty in the realm of the spirit. It's either the presence of God occupies that space or some other spirit occupies that space. So when we see people put things out there into the world, they are throwing this into the universe and expecting it to... Of course, some spirit is catching it and begins to, you know, for lack of a better term, begins to, you know, do magic, if I might put it that way, to, you know, bring those things that they need come to pass. And let me explain what I mean. When people say things like, I'm going to put it out there in the universe. They've put it out there. They have that intention. This is what I want to be. I want to become a millionaire by the end of the year. So remember, there's nothing void in the realm of the spirit, right? So it's out there. Whether they have like vision, but whatever it is that, however they choose to do it. But here's the thing, because that has now become a for a thought that, you know, drives them. So on a daily basis, and the thing about manifestation, it kind of tells you to, you know, keep the scripture, keep, keep the scripture, keep the, that, that goal in front of you. You know, whether we say things like, you know, look at it in the morning, look at it in the evening or think about it before you go to bed and things like that. But what I'm driving at is you find that, you know, as you do that, thoughts begin to cross your mind. Oh, do this. Oh, get involved in this. Oh, scam this. Oh, trample on that person. Oh, make this person look bad. Oh, do this so that you'll be promoted. Oh, do, you know, all sorts. Now, 
I'm not saying that, you know, it, it would only be um, uh, instructions in the negative. But what I'm trying to say is that this spirit of the world or the God of this world, remember it was the devil who spoke to Jesus and said, bow to me and I will give you all the things that you see. So the devil has the ability to give people the things that they put out there. So guess what? He will speak to them and inspire them to do things that are pleasing to him, the devil, so that they get what they want. When you do things that are pleasing to the devil, what are you doing in essence? You are worshiping him. It was the same thing he told Jesus, worship me and I will give you all this. So when the devil begins to give you, tell you things to do, and you begin to walk in obedience to the devil, you're worshiping him, and sooner or later you find that you got that marvel role. Well, guess what? You put it out there, and the universe, devil in quote, gave it back to you. Thank you. Peter? Yeah, um, yeah so in terms of, yeah, I mean, Peter said it. <laughs> he said it all, but there, there, is, there is no... It, benefits the devil more for an unbeliever to achieve their goal because it speaks to a person who can achieve something without the need for Christ, if that makes sense. So they become representations of who you can be, what you can get, the influence you can have without the power of Christ. So the devil is actually interested and invested in the success of unbelievers. Like he very much is. It's only to his benefit. It only makes sense that succeed. It only makes sense that they put things out there and they do it. So that we believers can say, after all, Jerry Bessel is not a Christian. So that we can say that, right? And we've said that. So, yeah. Amazing. Um, Just to echo of what uh, PG said, um, life is very spiritual. It's highly spiritual. And as believers, our question is, what spiritual advantage do we have? We know that we have the Holy Spirit working on our behalf. So when we see that people are manifesting and things are coming to pass for them, you know that there's another spirit at work um, or at play in their lives. And something that we had mentioned during the course of that episode is the fact that the devil is willing to give you something, but you do not know what he has taken from you at the back end. So he can give you one thing, but he's taking a hundred. But the most important thing that he's taking from you is your soul. And we also said that you know, you are practicing manifestation. And when you start to see these things actualize in your life, you start to ask yourself, do I really need God? Do I really need God? I mean, all these things are coming through. And it connects back to what you said. Like, by the time you start to practice these things and you start to see that, okay, there's no need for my practice of God. <laughs> and you start to realize that life is a lot more than just the things that you get. How about your health? And when God promises you divine health, when you're outside of Christ, you can't walk in that. You have the, the materials, the, the peace, peace so many different things. You have all those things, but you're losing out on so much more that you can have when you're in Christ. Um, but then just to go back to our next question, it says, explain the importance of faith for a believer and why believers should practice faith over manifestation. Are there any notable, notable differences between both? Notable differences. Are there any notable differences between both? I would say the notable difference lies in the foundation. Lies in the foundation. Um, when you say faith, your faith is in God. When you speak of manifestation, your faith or your belief is in the universe, which, you know, in quote, is the God of this world, the devil. Why must we as believers practice faith? It is the currency of the kingdom. Let's just keep it simple. 
Faith is the currency of the kingdom. The Bible tells us over and over again, the just shall live by faith. Meaning that if you're a just man and you're not in faith, more than likely you're not living, you're dying. Okay? So if you want to live, you know, the God kind of life on the earth, it must be born out of faith. Another thing that the Spirit of God mentioned to me when we prepared um, doing the recording, it says that faith conveys a message to God. The message being that we believe in his ability to do what God has said he will do. Okay? That's the first thing. We believe that God is able to do the things that he has told us he will do. And then secondly, faith tells us, or rather conveys the message to God that we as human beings believe that he is a God of integrity. He honors his word. So if God tells you, I will make you great, then we believe that God, because God has spoken it, he will do it. So we then take actions based on what God has said to us. Okay, faith conveys that message. Faith conveys that message. We believe God, we hear his word, and then we know that he's able to do the things that he has said to us that he will do. Okay, manifestation on the other hand is, um, uh, you know, speaking of desires, okay, which is great in itself, like I mentioned earlier, but there is no foundation you know the 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 things that we are saying or the things that we are doing or hoping for is not based on god's word it's based on you know a belief and like we said the life in itself is spiritual the realm of the spirit is not empty so if it's not god that is in your space Obviously, it is the enemy that is in your space. And if it's the enemy that is in your space, then he's going to, you know, keep flooding your mind with what you need to do. Because, like Dami pointed out, he wanted to work for you so that you will see your need, your your um, lack of need for God, that you don't need God in order to become who you want to be, you know. So that's, we, we want to pay attention to that. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Amazing, Pidams. Yeah, um, so faith starts with, uh, like, Jesus. So in, in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, when um, the writer of Hebrews lists, lists out all the actions that, um, that they took, that the fathers of faith took, it always starts with God giving an instruction and then, like, them following, per se. So it's not like Ab- Abraham saying, I will leave my father's house. It's more like God saying, Live there, and I'll show you. And, and then Abraham actually takes that step of faith. So faith starts with God saying, "This is what I have for you," and then you taking an action to actually like do that. Basically, so basically like being obedient to to what God is saying to you. And then manifestation is saying, mm, "I really want this, so <laughs> I should get it. I should do it." <laughs> yeah, that's the big difference. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, I believe that you guys have pretty much covered things. Um, honestly, when I think of faith, I usually just remind myself that faith is important for life and faith is also important for living life victoriously. And, you know, I believe that we've covered the life part, you know. I, in, in like, during the course of our conversation, I just come up with, like, this scenario of imagine yourself being in a relationship, because that's what we are. We're in a personal relationship with God. And imagine yourself being in a, in a relationship where there's no trust at all. Or there's some trust, but to some extent, to some extent, there is um, trust issues. And the truth is that it's very displeasing to be in that type of relationship. No one forced you to be in that relationship in the first place. But when you come into that relationship with God, you have to come in 
understanding and also deciding to trust in him for everything. And I always remind myself that I'm dependent on you, God. And so when I'm dependent on you, my faith is hinged on you. My faith is hinged on the word that you give me through your scripture or, through, or inspired by conversation I have with you. And that empowers us for life in general. And when I say like faith is also important for living life victoriously, I feel like maybe because our conversation is just like bent on faith versus manifestation and that's why we keep it on like goals desires and dreams whatnot but when you zoom out faith actually captures a lot more than that and i'll just say like for example like imagine if i put a dead body here like you're not going to stand beside that dead body and say i'm manifesting that you rise up again like it's not going to happen like you're going to be there and you literally see that body deteriorate before your very eyes but then you, or us as believers, we have the faith in God and the workings of his spirit through us in a way that we believe that through us, God can, can bring about miracles, signs, and wonders in our world. And the word of God literally says, believe in me and greater works than these shall you do. And so we start to see that faith is necessary for life, but it also encompasses like different things that others can tap into when they're outside of Christ. And you know, it goes back again to living life victorious. Like God has promised you so many different things. Like nations are coming to your light and you hold on to these words and you start to see that there's so much dominion in the life that you carry that by the time you look back at your journey through faith, because it would always be the journey, right? And there'll be tests and trials and storms along the way. But when you stood first, stood fast and held on to your faith, you were able to see that you walked or you lived the life of victory and dominion at the end of the day. Um, well, just and as a caveat, like, so just to follow up on what I said earlier about, like, you wanting things and then that's manifestation. That doesn't necessarily mean that every good thought that you have is manifestation per se. So let's say, for example, let's say you're in a class and you really want an A in a class. That's not manifestation. <laughs> like, it depends on the method through which you go. It can, it can now, like, if you go through the route of, God, I really want an Why A in this class. Why do you want class. an A? You what? want an A because God has told you you'll be the head and not the it's tail. Exactly. Or, or you, you want, want an, an A, A so that you can show exactly. them pepe. Exactly. Exactly. So it A. depends on what route you're And then taking. are you now, I, manif- I, 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 exactly. I will get an A, A or you are opening books to read when exactly. others are playing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's not like no one's saying, please, one's good things in life, okay? And let, <laughs> like, let, me, let, me, add, let me add something. In one of the midweek services, PD dwelt heavily on the Ds. Is it divine or is it demonic? Your ability to tell where that is coming from is important. Because the Spirit of God, from time to time, will lay desire on your heart. The Bible tells us, for it is God that is at work in us, both to will and to do. So the Spirit of God places desires on your heart to become. You might just wake up with a desire to start a business on Amazon. It is not you just wanting to start a business on Amazon so that you become you know, an FBA master or something. It is the spirit of God that has placed that desire in your heart so that through that um, channel, you become, um, you bring in income that you can, you know, use towards um, evangelism work, for example. Okay. That desire is not from the devil. So binding and casting is not, you know, called for at that point. But if you are maybe you go through social media and then you see people like you know you know spray money you know with the machine is it machine now they use gun spray gun and the spray money and they're like you know i'm a i'm an fba whatever we make it big and all that 
and then you now want to, you know, start, and then you begin to, I'm going to manifest this, I'm going to believe for that, you know, let's, let's, let's draw the line. As Christians, God can put desires in our heart for us to desire things that are good. There's nothing wrong in that. But know that those desires too must come with actions because we know God has given us the word. You want to take actions, okay? Let it be based on God's word and not based on self. Amazing. Thank you. So just because of time, we're just going to skip one question and go into the last question for the day, which is um, the question is whether Christians should practice manifestation or not and is it considered a sin wait can we do the because the other one is more <laughs> i guess we won't have time to cover yeah. the okay that's fine that's fine but you can catch the full episode on between us and god podcast pj really shed some light on um vision boards and how we should actually approach them actually got a, more instructions for from that scripture vision board part so i'm just gonna put it i'm just gonna run through very quickly the question was do we um vision boards, positive affirmations. Do we, um, can you please read the question? Okay, Let's so the question says that, that can we talk a little time. bit about positive affirmations and vision boards? Are they, practic- are they biblical practices? And if so, how should they be practiced? Okay, the reason I want, to do, I, I, I want to touch on this is because the Spirit of God gave me something in addition to what we've spoken earlier. So like I said before, ours is the kingdom of words. We know that from Joshua 1.8. The Bible tells us that we are, um, the word will not depart from our mouths. We continue speaking the word. So positive affirmations born out of God's word should be the norm. Okay, we should not not speak words. We will speak words because God has given those words to us. And understand that the words that you speak is what shapes your world. Who, what the words that you declare concerning yourself is who you actually become, is what you see. Okay, now with respect to vision boards, I'm not against vision boards. I don't have anything against vision boards. But the Bible does tell us that the words that God has spoken to you, you are to bind on your forehead. In other words, keep it here where you constantly see it. You, because when it's here, so phylacteries, when you, when you Google phylacteries, it's the picture. It, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it's something like an amulet that is used in Judaism where um, um, prayer points or scriptures are being kept in and just kept here. So it's right there. You know there's something here. Okay, when God spoke to us in uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9, through Moses, bind the words on your forehead, bind them on your arm. So you see, when you see it, you know the words are there. You know what, okay, these are the words that are in there. In other words, you want to keep the scripture before you. Your eyes must be on that scripture consistently, okay? I'm not saying carry Bible everywhere you go, but memorize the scripture and let it be in your um, let it continue to come out of your mouth. Secondly, find image that describe what you have seen. You know, if God has given you a word, sometimes the Spirit of God gives us, um, he speaks to us via images, okay? Shows you a picture. It's a glimpse, but that glimpse stays forever. And, you know, in that moment, you, you have the ability to discern exactly what the Spirit of God is telling you. You know, find images that that, you know, correspond to what you have seen or what he has shown to you okay you want to keep those before you or you can hold on to the image that you that the spirit of god gave to you if it's if you feel you will forget it draw it out if you can i do that sometimes i would draw it out stick men and all that here and there but just so that i don't forget okay the second thing is find the scriptural backing it's very important if you're going by images more than likely you have nothing to hold on to find the scriptural backing and keep that scripture before you 
declare God's word morning, noon, and night, every opportunity you have. Every time the devil comes to tell you a lie concerning what God has told you, you want to put that scripture back to him and be like, well, God has said, so this is it. And then the last thing that the Spirit of God wanted me to mention, which I did not mention earlier, was you want to obey these instructions that come through and you want to lay on them. Now, what do I mean? When the Spirit of God gives us instructions, he will not give you the end from the beginning. If you've worked with God, you will know that if God wants you to go from A to Z, God will not give you A, B, C, D, E. God will give you A. When you go A, then he might give you B and C. When you go B and C, then he might give you, you know, keep progressing like that. What I'm trying to get at is when the instructions come, obey the instructions. When the next instruction come, lay on that one. When the following instruction come, lay on that. And as you continue to layer, you find that, that you have built something. So simple example, you want to become um, a a director in your field or in your, in your unit, okay? And the Spirit of God has placed that desire in your heart because that is that level where you'll be able to communicate the Spirit of God, um, communicate Christ to a larger um, high-level executive, a larger group of high-level executives. So the Spirit of God has placed that desire in your heart. He can start with, um, okay, take this course. That course might not mean anything to you. You might not need that course for anything but he says take it you take it and then the next thing he says to you book um coffee book a, a a coffee chat with this person and you're like why and then but you do you you do that for no reason you have a chat and then you know some other time he like he just keeps giving you instructions you just keep layering layering on that and then you find that one day a position is, has opened up and then somebody just wants you to fill that position because they've, you know, they've, they've seen the way you work. They've had, you know, chats with you. They've, have com they've had conversations with you. They feel like you're in the best position. And then someone comes back and be like, well, he's not qualified. And then you'll be like, well, I'm qualified because I've done this course and this, that, those. So we see how you want to layer on and build on instructions given to you. Because, again, it communicates to God that we believe in him. We believe that he will do what he has said he will do. And so we are responsible enough to take actions to see those things come to pass. Okay? Vision boards, if you keep a vision board, I mean, if you want to keep a board where you have pictures and scriptures that are in alignment with what God has said to you, that's all well and good. But your attention to should be more on the scripture, confessing the scripture, and then taking action based on what the Spirit of God has instructed you to do. And I'll end it there. Are we doing the last question or no? Should we practice it? Should Christians practice manifestation? No. I believe Christians should, should understand that ours is the kingdom of words. Again, I'll emphasize it. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but that thou shalt meditate upon it day and night to observe and do what the scripture says. For therein shall you become, for therein shall thou become prosperous and thou shalt have good, therein shall your way become prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So a Christian may not practice manifestation. Again, because manifestation is hinged on the devil giving you what you want. If God has said he will do it, 
then your belief, your faith should be in God. Your conversations should be aligned with scripture that God has given to you. You want to hold on to that. That is enough. God is enough. God is enough. Don't try to help God by, I, I, I'll put it out there and I will believe. It's God that gave you the thought. It's God that gave you the word. Why do you want to give the devil the glory for what God, you know, when the glory should go to God? So no, Christians should not practice manifestation. Christians should continue, de- continue declaring the, kingdom, um, the word of God and, you know, take action based on what God has said. And believe God that his word will come to pass. Amen. Amazing. Um, just to wrap up the conversation, should Christians practice manifestation or not? And is it a sin? Um, Pastor Lolade's most recent sermon with us, she discussed what sin looks like, and she said sin is anything that needs repentance. So if, as a Christian, it's something that you had practiced, maybe because you lost faith in God, then you definitely know that this is something that you need repentance on. And how you get to confirm is either through scripture or personal relationship with the person of the holy spirit and so we can look into scripture for what really looks like what should be our, our, our basis what should be our practice which is faith rather than manifestation and if we look into hebrews 10 verse 38 it says but my righteous one will live by faith and if he shrinks back my soul would find no pleasure in him Another version says, my righteous one will live by faith and if he turns away my soul will find no pleasure in him and this is god literally saying that when you move away from a place of faith in me, when you move away from a place of trust in me, it literally is a sign of displeasure to me. I take no pleasure in that at all. And I, I don't want to continue with someone like this. So you're always having that faith in God. You're always having that trust and dependence on him and his word. And it literally says that it pleases God. For me, my key takeaway was that faith is the path of the believer and the manifestation, which is the actualization of God, of God's word is God's work. So there's God that is going to do the work of bringing about the revelation of those words to you because we can't play the path of God. And in times and in situations where it seems like it's a little bit difficult or you're like, this situation is very new for me. How do I trust God? The Bible, I, I believe that there are, there are there, for every situation in life, there's always going to be character or a story in the Bible that relates with what you're going through. Because in Hebrews 10, it's always say, look to this person, look to Moses, look to, look to Sarah, look to Abel, different things, right? So we should be, always be able to pull inspiration from characters in the Bible and hinge our faith on what did they do in those scenarios. So if you need patience, there's Abraham, there's Moses. If you're in a situation where you just feel like, I don't know, if God is really able to come through in this situation, it seems like all hope is lost. The Bible says that look to Abraham, who without hope was able to believe. So even when that situation seems like dire, like there's no solution or situation at all, it's that Abraham believed without any hope. And I always remind myself, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, I'm sorry, I forgot to write that scripture down, so I just tried to read it from my head. It says, I would put my face like flint before God and I will never be put to put to shame and that's saying that when you decide to trust with god with all your heart when you decide that faith would be my basis for living life it says you'll never be put to shame and david summarizes that by saying i was once young and now i am young now i am old and i have never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed beg for bread and he's just saying like when you decide that you're going to live life with the help of god and you're completely dependent on him. You'll never be forsaken. You'll never be put to shame. So don't be discouraged. Even when it seems like you have to wait, the Bible says that it is producing the steadfastness of our faith. So hold on with God. Continue with God. And 
He would help you through all the promises he has for you to never fail. In Jesus' name, amen. So please summarize for us. Uh, sorry, please pray for us. <laughs> I will pray, but I just want to say something. You answered, you asked a question, you said something. If someone feels like they're struggling with faith, struggling through faith, midweek plug, go back to um, this past midweek service. PD talked about uh, the believers are more faith, part one. There's a part two coming on the, um, the uh, coming up on Wednesday, but I'd like for you to go back to path one because, and then pay attention because PD gave steps. He went back to previous teaching and he gave steps on how you action on the word to produce results. The steps are in there. It's very easy to miss, but it's in there. So go back there. Father, we thank you for your word to us this morning. We thank you for uh, enlightening our understanding and helping us to see what we ought to do and what we ought not to do. Spirit of God, we ask that you help us to stay on the right track as you speak to us. Grant us grace to take action based on the words that we have heard in the name of Jesus. Thank you because we will see results in due course. Thank you because it is Jesus that will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.